Hello everyone. I'm your Tilaka Kumar, the host of Selecta podcast. This podcast is dedicated to inspire and empower women to pursue an excellence in career by filling the gender gap, to live to the fullest of her potential and to achieve financial independence. I will be interviewing amazing successful women sales leaders and entrepreneurs from India and around the globe. Where we discuss their sales journey, their challenges, their wins, and much more. Let's dive in. I'm happy to uh, welcome our guest today, Benedict Mcland. Hi, uh, Benedict. Hi. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm happy to have you here. I'll just take your two minutes to introduce yourself, and then we will continue our conversation. Is that okay for you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, um first of all, thank you and um lovely to be able to share some ideas to help uh, some of the women in sales in India. So, I am a an author, I am a speaker, I'm a sales coach, um a sales facilitator, all of those wonderful things that uh, enable me to share ideas and help men and women in the B2B sales space. Wow, great. I know like uh, you're also author of Art of Commercial Conversations and your upcoming author of Shift and Disrupt so we will be discussing in detail and also one uh, main thing we would like to know about you is your experience with uh, you know Tony Robbins because you were a Asia Pacific master coach for Anthony Robbins so something like we will be discussing soon so just tell me like how the sales journey started for you Well I guess there's different levels of sales journey you know one is uh selling the uh lemonades the lemonade on the uh, the corner of the street when I was a child then it was into retail sales where I used to sell pumpkins and fruit at the local fruiter shop then when I first came to Australia I um applied for a job in the newspaper up in the Gold Coast up in Queensland which is are uh, very much a holiday destination especially back then and i applied for the job it was selling stationery sets door to door in support of multiple sclerosis and uh back then i was uh earning commission only at $7 an hour and uh that was a lot of money to an 18 year old a long time ago but i did i moved into um corporate sales with fuji xerox rank xerox and then it became fuji xerox in melbourne australia as probably one of the best moves i've ever made in my career i started off as a, an order entry clerk so we are, we are talking pre computers as we know them today um where everything was manual and uh i then moved into the credit department where i was working with the the credit the creditors and debtors side of things and then i moved to become a sales secretary and uh and then i was the sales coordinator doing all the commissions and processing the sales guys orders and it was in that role that i looked at the amount of money that was being made by the caliber of person making the money and i thought my gosh if they can do that then so can i and uh and that led me to moving into a sales trainee role at xerox and then moving into territories before taking on one of the senior um specialist roles before i left xerox so it was a wonderful 20 years that uh that i was at that company and um and yeah i credit Uh, what I'm doing today, a lot of what I'm doing today, to the um, ups and downs of working at Xerox. Wow! In young age, you've started your sales at 19, right? Yes, but from a corporate perspective, yeah, a little bit older than that. 
Okay. So being a woman in Australia, I know the ratio might not be that great as like USA, right? Being a woman in sales ratio in Australia, I feel it must be less compared to the United States. So was there any challenges being a woman in sales in Australia when you started your sales journey? Well, I think that the ratio of women to sales, um, women to men in sales in Australia, I mean, that gap is lessening now, but there is still, it's still predominantly a male-dominated industry, a male-dominated role or career, especially with a lot of alpha males in the space that I was in, which is, which back then was very much the printing industry, moving into the technology space, uh, software space now. So there are more and more women coming into the space. And, and I'm seeing, I've just been speaking to a, um, a head of sales and marketing from a global company, but the Australia branch of this global company. And, and we had a, a short discussion on that as well. It's still pretty tough for women to climb that ladder. The challenges that I faced as a woman in sales back in the 80s was the fact that I think at one stage I was the only female on a sales floor of around 50 men. That makes things difficult from a social perspective. It makes things difficult from an equality or an equity perspective. And I think back then, and times have changed now, which is wonderful, but back then it was a case of being one of the boys. And so in order to fit in, you know, women kind of needed to be one of the boys. And if you weren't, you were kind of out of the loop. And that made things difficult. Also, I was a single mum and having a daughter who was between the ages of one and five, one and six, being a single mum in a sales role was really difficult when you had to front up on a Monday morning at, you know, 7.30 in the morning for your regular Monday morning meeting. You know, having to stay back late for meetings when, you know, juggling juggling a child. So those things were very difficult as well. And uh, yeah, I hope that answered your question. Yes. But what do you think uh, made you to overcome those challenges, the struggles? What is that you use to overcome those challenges? Um, look, I think, you know, we all, it doesn't matter what the challenge is, you know, it, you know, I can say, sit here and say that they, you know, they were a couple of my challenges in my career. It doesn't matter, you know, or whether you're, you're running your own business or, you know, coming through COVID or, you know, juggling a family and a job. Every one of us has challenges of, of one sort or, or another. And I think the important thing is, is to sit down and, and think to yourself, well, okay, you know, am I going into victim mode here? And if I am going into victim mode, let's be honest, let me be honest with myself, like hand on heart, you know, there are certain things that you can do. There's certain ways you can think. There's certain people that you can ask for help. And so I think in the early stages, it's taken me a long time to be okay with asking for help, believe it or not, because I've always kind of had this thought that I should know I should have it all together. I should know what I'm doing. And if I didn't, then it was a kind of a sign of weakness. And so getting over myself and kind of cutting through all that BS was a big was a big um, part of kind of getting through. It doesn't matter what it is that we get through. We've, we've just got to be honest with ourselves. And there's always a way through around. 
over under <laughs> yeah that's true okay so tell us about i know like you had many years of experience in xerox then from xerox like uh, how it has evolved to a leadership role after xerox i went out on my own doing what i'm doing now and did that for a couple of years but self-limiting beliefs got in the way and and i i walked away from doing all of this and my husband and i um we bought a business and we bought a retail outlet and then we bought a wholesale business that was all, that was part of that we started to import from from china and i got very sick and as a result of that we lost the business we lost our house or both our houses we we went bankrupt and we were on australian welfare and that was back in 2010 and when i started to get better i was in bed for all of 20 all of 2009 i was in bed bedridden with uh, my illness and so when i started to get better i googled and i i realized that you know while i was lying in bed there you know your, your thoughts go to oh gosh you know what are the, some of the things i wished i'd done cuz it, it was touch and go i uh, it was you know it was life threatening and so i started to get better and i thought well you know what what i'm going to do is i'm going to do coaching i'm going to go and go back to school and so i did everything related to coaching i got my diploma in business coaching sales coaching life coaching um nlp practitioner you name it i did it and as a result of that i was asked to apply for the role of anthony robbins coach for age pacific and there were only 20 that were being selected and and so globally i was one of those 20 and so i worked with um with tony robbins for 3 years 3 and a half years uh and then decided that it was time for me to go out on my own again and um and i haven't looked back wow Okay so let's talk about uh, your book little bit about your art of uh, commercial conversation then we go about your new upcoming book we are curious to know shift and disrupt just a few lines about those books so the art of commercial conversations are nine conversations that we have that t- take us on a journey from being a transactional seller transitioning through to being a transformational seller so there are nine conversations there are there are three conversations around uh the way you approach the market and those three conversations are the level of conviction that you have connection with your buyers and contact and how to make contact with your buyers the second lot of conversations are around the focus of your conversation so are you very content driven with stories are you consultative driven um with questions or are you contextually driven where you know the conversations are more contextual and the the third lot of conversations are very much outcome focused and so they are around the contract and the contractual and money side of things it's around conspiring for your buyer's success and ultimately our end goal being contribution so they are the the nine you could say that they're the the nine cons of selling <laughs> wow <laughs> but that book is really um that's been out for a few years now and that's um all about driving revenue increasing margin and selling a difference So that book I I love that book the book that I've um just completed writing now will be launching in quarter 2 is taking that another level and that is shifting and disrupting not only our own thinking around the sales conversations it's shifting and disrupting our clients the way our clients think and feel 
about their part of the, the sales conversation as well. So my premise for the book is, is all around the fact that we need to stop selling widgets and we need to start selling wisdom because we are we are now in a different economy and our buyers are saying, hey, you know what? We don't want insights. We don't want you just to send eBooks. We just don't want white papers. We want you to collaborate with us. We want you to, to sit on our side of the table. And so the whole book is based on the story selling philosophy. The story selling circles is the model. And so if you consider for a moment the three the three um, factors or the three, I guess, components that a business is looking for from their salespeople, it's to have not just more connections with their buyer, but it's to have higher level connections. It's to have more value driven and it's to have more deeper conversations and it's to increase their conversions. And so they're the three circles in a Venn diagram, if you were to say, and the magic, the magic happens at the intersection of each of those. So if you consider at the intersection of connection and conversations, that's all around the internal stories, the stories you tell yourself about the buyer or the deal. At the intersection of the conversations that you're having in your conversions are the external stories, and they are the stories you tell your buyer. And at the intersection of your conversions and a deeper level of connection, rather, are the essential stories. And they are the stories you must elicit from your buyer. So there's nine stories in total. And that's what Shift and Disrupt is based on, the story selling philosophy, the story selling circles. Wow. I really loved, uh, you know, the stories. I think stories something, you know, people can remember easily. They connect with you easily, you know. So I really relate to what you say and uh, story selling is something very new to me, honestly. It's new to the market. So if you think about if you were to Google story selling, you would get what would come up on Google would be articles and ideas related to brand management, to marketing, to presentation skills. But there's nothing that that is focused entirely on the sales profession. That's true. Yes. So what I want to know is like, um, what would be your uh, daily habits, you know, which helped you personally and in sales, if you could share to us. For example, you know, people say, okay, as soon as I get up in the morning, I just prioritize, you know, which customers or which follow up, or I just do kind of, uh, you know, walk with the dog which makes me to feel good, energized. You know, each one will follow certain habits. I believe, you know, habits is also something related to their success. So something like that, uh, you know, if you could share. Well, I'm very, very lucky. I have a girlfriend who literally lives across the road. So we do, we walk, we walk a, a few times, three to four times a week. Um, and I look forward to that. It's a seven o'clock in the morning a walk, uh, even at minus four degrees Celsius, we'll go for walks, we'll go for a walk. But I love that because it enables me not just from an exercise perspective and, and kind of like to start the day, but it enables me to be able to brainstorm ideas with somebody first thing in the morning. And um, but from a, a ritual perspective, I'm like I'm not really strict when it comes to rituals. I know I have a whiteboard here and I'm forever updating my whiteboard. There's always movement, there's always a project happening. And yes, yeah, so I'm I'm very focused on not just what I need to do, but uh, but who I need to be to do those 
to do those things. Okay, so the learning uh, from you is like writing a whiteboard is also one of the things that's really, you know, works, right? To write the projects on the whiteboard. That is something good learning for me today, you know? I love my whiteboard. It's always changing. And, you know, whenever you complete some task and if you're tick market or you're, you know, striking out, that gives kind of a good feeling of your wins, right? You win something. <laughs> totally. So what's your advice to women in sales who wants to get into sales career? Who want to get into a sales career and aren't in that role yet or who are currently it's both. It's both. Who wants to get into sales and who is already in sales, but, you know, they're unable to grow further. I think the first thing is is making a decision. You know, if you're, if you're already in the role, and this is not just for women, it's for anybody, but if you're already in the role and you're not feeling it, you're not, you, you know, you're second guessing yourself or you're thinking it's too hard or you can't be bothered or this is a waste of time then you need to make a decision and either commit or go find something else to do. <laughs> okay. And maybe the one last question is how you feel, uh, I know you are in USA now, am I right? Yes. How you feel, you know, Australia, the sales, uh, the culture and in US, a culture, like how do you see it? Uh... Yeah, there, there is a little bit of a difference. I must admit I am I am loving being over here. The network here is very supportive. We come back to women in sales. There's, um, you know, my, my reason for coming over every year for the past 10 years has been to hang out with the women in sales, our women um, sales pros network, who are my friends. And I'm super lucky in Colorado. I think we, we had lunch two weeks ago and I think there were seven of us. That's really wonderful. And that's just here in Denver. The difference with Australia, once again, I, I think it comes back to that whole ratio thing again there weren't many women in Australia doing what I do yes there there are women doing sales training and but a lot of them are, are connected with with bigger organizations or connected with corporate roles as opposed to being out on their own so I've noticed that I've also noticed that that people here are more open to embracing a sales conversation as opposed to Australia from a, I think from a cultural perspective, Australia still has a mindset, it collectively has a mindset that sales is a dirty word. And, and whereas over here in America, it's such a capitalistic country, it's, um, you know, it, no, no, you embrace the word sales. So, so that's a bonus. Wow. So what's your secret of success? Just in one word, if you want to say. Um, now, and, and you know, and it, it comes back to what is success. So, success for for everybody is different. My secret for my success is stepping out and embracing the unknown. Like coming across here, at, you know, my husband and I just, you know, we kept our house, we've rented it out, we've sold everything, we've moved over here on a, you know, a wing and a prayer. And it doesn't matter what the outcome is, we none of us know what's around the corner. But you'll never know what's around the corner if you don't get off your seat. So I think for me, it's just, it's being brave. It's it's being gutsy. It's just doing what you really want to do and just doing it. Wonderful. How people want to reach you, if they want to reach you, how they can reach you? LinkedIn, Bernadette McClelland. But also, look, if you've got um, listeners on the podcast that want to be, uh, you know, part of my VIP you know, wait list for the release of the book, 
just go to shiftanddisrupt.com. I'll be putting resources there. Um, so I would love for your listeners, especially women in, in sales roles or women wanting to move into sales roles, the book Shift and Disrupt is not, it's a practical book. I, I'm giving away kind of like all my secrets, <laughs> if you like. It's not your typical sales training. So I really want to make that clear. It is all about how do we stop selling widgets and those widgets could be financial services or they could be photocopiers. And how do we start selling wisdom? And that's a whole different conversation. That is not your typical sales training. Okay, so we will also put it in our description as well. Yeah, definitely. And if anybody wants to hire me as a keynote speaker, go to BernadetteMcClellan.com. Okay, wonderful to have you here. Happy to have you and have the conversation with you. Thank you so much. I appreciate being asked. Yeah. Thank you for listening to Sell Like Her podcast. Do subscribe and share so that it reaches the maximum women to get benefit by listening successful women's stories. Let's join together and support each other to change the face of sales. Meet you in the next episode. Until then, bye. Take care.